era begins again. Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse, you hooligans. How you doing for this segment? Man, we got a special guest today. We're going to be talking about his product that is made in the USA. We're also going to be talking about why it's important to buy USA products and not them, uh, you know, Chinese. Let's just put it nicely, people. Chinese goods. You know, made in America used to be a slogan we were proud of. And now this new generation's forgot all about it. And it's time for us to remind them what made in America is, how it affects our businesses and especially our workers. You all know how much of a, you know, big union supporter I am. And this has to be because I come from a union family. Everybody knows that steel workers, coal miners. So it's real important to address this topic, especially, especially when it comes to motorcycles and motorcycle accessories, the whole nine yards, the aftermarket uh, realm. But we're going to bring on our special guest today, and he happens to be a sponsor of Insane Throttles Motorcycle Madhouse. You guys can actually see his links on Harley Liberty. Liberty.com, but you know, I was doing a video the other day. You know, I was doing product reviews, you know, how I do that stuff. And man, I was just blown away by this product. It, you know, it's a concealed carry compartment for touring bikes. And man, this thing, it, it was easy to open. It's a place where you to put your uh, pistol at, you to pull it if you need it. Just awesome stuff. But you know what? Uh, enough talking for me. Let's bring Dale on. Let's bring Dale. Hey, Dale, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Hollywood. How about yourself? Ah, oh, pretty good, man. Uh, tell everybody about your uh, company. Well, I uh, I have a company called Cash and Carry Concealed Compartments. Uh, the business started about four years ago. The conception did. And uh, I came out in production in uh, last March uh, for the 1999 to 2008 touring bikes. Mm -hmm. uh, my own nine to uh, 2020 compartments will be available by spring. Rock on. And now that's only for touring bikes, right? It is. It is only for the touring bikes. Basically, you road kings and up. Mm -hmm. Um the I have an old four road king and what I've done is when I designed my compartment, I wanted to make sure that you didn't have to drill holes in the frame of the bike or weld tabs up to mount my compartment to it. So I've used pre existing holes in the frame of the bike to mount my compartment. Uh so all the uh, all the mounting mechanisms are internal. Nobody can just come up to the bike and take the compartment off. It's lockable, and that means that when you're rolling, if you decide you're going to go on a trip, you're you're 100% legal in all 50 states. Um, now, you'll have to know the laws in each state if you need to unload or, or uh, carry separate, separate the ammunition from the magazine. Yeah, and here, and here in Illinois, you got to do that. You got to keep the clip separate from the gun. Why I don't know, but hey, we're in uh, <laughs> yep. we're in liberal uh, communist occupied territory here. But go ahead. Oh, so what it does is it because it's a lockable compartment, uh, you're it'll it'll make you legal in all fifty states, and there's nothing on the market which is gives you instant access to your firearm to your pistol, 
uh, why you're rolling down the road or why you're sitting in a red light. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on the market today. So there's no, nobody else is making this. No, no. There's, there's. You've got a lot of guys that are making, uh, you know, uh, uh, pistol holders for your saddle bags, or you can have a little, uh, you know, a little compartment that you can put on your, uh, in your fairing on your street glider or ultra classic or something, and you know they make uh, side pouches that zip up on your pant leg. Uh, but there's, there's nothing like this, and there's just, there's just not. Now, did you file a patent for this technology? Because, you know, uh, all the aftermarket companies, you know, they'll take your idea and run with it. Yeah, I've got two patents. I've got a design patent and a, ut- and a utility patent. So that's that's pretty much what the first three years have been, uh, getting the patents in place and the engineering and uh, finding manufacturers in the United States that would do this for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have I went to China and, and had the molds made for probably half the price uh, and shipped to the United States for half the price of what I paid for uh, to have them made in the United States. But, you know, the molds were made in, in Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, and all my manufacturing is, is I'm from Pennsylvania, is, is, is relatively local uh, to me. So um, I can't make it any better than that. Right, right. Now, what made you... Uh want to get in this type of business uh where'd you get the ideal of it and are you gonna get one for an old one fat boy man <laughs> <laughs> well uh i would love to be able to get uh uh you know for the bikes like the fat boys the soft tails the dinas the night trains even the sportsters the problem is is that on those you've got your oil tank and your and your battery uh sits on there and i can't I can't. I haven't come up with a system to to be able to mount it up where people just can't come in and take it off the bike, right? Without right. drilling holes in your frame mm. or welding something up. I mean, I mean, if somebody wants to drill some holes in their frames, I can do anything. But you know, the chances of that are slim to none. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I ain't uh, drilling holes in the fat boy. <laughs> right. So the reality of the situation is, is that. I I came up with this idea because I got tired of buying holsters, vests, shirts with Velcro patches, different uh, ways to carry, whether it's on your side or in your appendix or even in your pant leg, that are all great when you're walking down the road uh, or you're just out in everyday life. But none of them, not any of them, work when you're rolling down the road. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, the, and the simple reason is you've got to lift clothing, pull it out, un, un, either unsnap it or unlock it to get to it, or put it back. If, it's, if you've got a vest with an inside pocket, you've got to open your vest up, unzip it or unsnap it, and get into it while you're going down the road. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not safe, and it's almost impossible. Right, right, right. Now, what material is this made out of? This is a fiberglass-infused composite. It's got a uh, 486 degrees softening point. It softens at 486 degrees, and it melts at over 500 degrees. So when I was designing it, I had to look at places like Arizona that has regular ambient temperatures at 120 degrees, Hmm. and asphalt, which gets to be 185 or 190 degrees. And you know if you're if you're 120 degrees and you're sitting on blacktop, your bike's on blacktop, 
I didn't want to have something in your engines and your, in your bikes running. I didn't want to have it, you know, get soft or melt while it's sitting on your bike. Right. Right. So if, if your bike is 486 degrees, you got a lot of other things to worry about than my compartment. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, the, you know, the mischievous guy, a guy in me, you know, I'm looking at this compartment and I'm thinking, yeah, it's great for a pistol, but you know what? It also could be used uh, for them jerks that are, you know, behind you, riding you, you a couple ball bearings, you know, it's a good storage compartment for that ball out of the storage thing, you know, but that's just me. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that the foam insert that holds a firearm, and I've got foam inserts that are being made to carry different things, but uh, is removable. It's Velcroed in. So what, if it gets uh, moisture in what, it, what models does it fit? Uh, does it fit 45s, 380s? Uh, it'll fit a full-size 45 ACP, a 44 mag with a 4-inch barrel, all your subcompacts, your 9s, your 40s, 22s, 38, 380, 357, and a judge will fit in this compartment. Rock on, man. Awesome. And you guys will see this when I'm demonstrating it. Actually, you're seeing a video right now. If you're on Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, go over to the YouTube and you just see it while I'm interviewing them right now. You'll see him demonstrate the video. And this video is off of his uh, website, which you can get through through HarleyLiberty.com. And, you know, a lot of guys, uh, like when I'm going on a trip, I'll put my 44 mag in it and carry my 40 on my side. Mm-hmm. So you, you have a lot of different variations. Uh, the new models, if uh, I'm going to, on the new models, I'm going to make them available for both the right and the left instead of just the left side, uh, which it is now. Uh, that way, if you want to carry, you know, a gun on each side, you want to carry a gun and extra clips, I'll have slots for extra clips. I'll have, you know, variation uh, pieces of foam for variations of anything you want to carry. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you mentioned uh, you could have went to China, got it half price, but you decided to have it uh, done here in the United States. Why did you do that? Because a lot of businesses nowadays, they'll just say, oh, we can make it for half the price over in China, bring it back. Harley-Davidson's been doing that with their parts forever. What made you decide to want to have it made in the United States? Well, honestly, because it's just me, you know, I don't, I'm not Harley Davidson. I'm not some big corporation with, uh, you know, just no other way to say it with tons of money to back it up. If somebody decides to knock it off mm. as things roll out, somebody will try, but you know, that's what my patents are for. But when you go to, when you send stuff to China, you know, there's nothing stopping them from making molds from in the same company that you hired it. And then just start producing it for an eighth of the price over there and what it's cost me. I've done all the hard work. So, so you know, stealing intellectual property and stuff is a big freaking deal. Because right now we got a China-United uh, States trade war going on. And one of the points in that is China steals everything and then sells it. We're even looking at the club patches, guys. You to buy any 1% club patch on the Internet from a Chinese place. So what is your view on this China-U.S. Uh, uh, trade deal? What do you think we need to get out of them? <laughs> Everything we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they're filthy crooks. Everybody that I talk to and everybody I've dealt with uh, here in the United States, from, from the companies I've talked to and the mold makers, uh, they're just 
you know, they're robbing us blind and, you know, nobody's, nobody's taking them to cat task like uh, we currently are right now. And uh, we need to do it more and protect uh, what's being made in the United States and bring our manufacturing back here. Mm-hmm. Now, do you worry that uh, somebody over there uh, might take your uh, design idea once it starts becoming popular? Well, it's it's funny. I put this on uh, uh, eBay, and the first five people who tried to buy it were from China. <laughs> that that's no lie. So when you know when when I got my first hits that were coming off of eBay, the first five people who wanted to buy it. Uh, were from China saying, oh, can we figure out a way to pay you and this and that? And I was like, yeah, delete, delete, delete. So Because basically um, what they're trying to do is get your product over there to reverse engineer it. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So is so, your product uh, only available in the United States, or can it go to Canada, Australia, Europe? I'll, I'll, send, it, I'll send it anywhere except to uh except to china and some of the outlying com- uh countries mm-hmm. um where we have some of the other major problems but you know um you know china germany ireland uh you know all australia you know i'll send send them over over there as well so mm-hmm. well um, it's a smart yeah, move because you got to be realistic when it comes to especially a lot of people, you go to work, you collect a paycheck, but it's those entrepreneurs, the little man, that bet everything on an ideal or a product they have, and they work hard to get it made, uh, patented, all that type of stuff, and then to have one of these countries come in and steal it from you without any regress, it's just a terrible thing. Yeah, Absolutely. It, it really is. Do it every day. Yeah, well, you know, and that's why a lot of people, well, why are we in this trade war? Why don't uh, they sell? No, it's not that simple. They've been doing this to us forever, and every politician's let it happen until this one. And we got to get in there, fight for what this uh, trade war is all about. You know, people need to get educated about it. And, you know, made in America used to mean something before you know, the bottom line. Now it's, you know, this younger generation so used to buying products from China, Japan, that they don't know what it is about uh, Made in America. And the quality is next to none here, you know. Uh, You can't beat American-made products. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, you got your product uh, molded up in uh, Pennsylvania, and, you know, Everybody knows Pennsylvania, man, that's steel capital out on uh, the east side. You're looking at coal country. <laughs> you can't get any more American than that. Nope. No, the, uh, the, 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 that my compartment comes in three pieces, uh, three components. The, the, the largest part is made in, in Lehigh, Pennsylvania, and two of them are made actually, um, are actually made in, in, in Minnesota or Minneapolis. Uh, with a comp with a through uh, with a company there, so mm-hmm. and then they're shipped to me, and then I assemble them myself. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all done here. Right, right. Now you say it bolts right to the frame. Can you walk them through how to do it? Yeah, yeah. So what you do is you'll have to take your seat and your saddlebags off. Um, and there are two side plates. 
that sit, let's just take the road king, that sit underneath your your seat. So when you take your seat and your saddlebags off, you're gonna, there, you're, there's a there's a, a faceplate that just pushes in. You're going to pop that faceplate out, and there's three rubber grommets that 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 faceplate sits into. You're going to pop those grommets out, and I've designed um, spacers on the top two that will actually bolt in the top two holes. So when you get the compartment, the and you look at it, the top two holes will fit in there and hang like a picture. And then what you'll do is you'll come on the opposite side of the motorcycle. There's a lock nut will already be placed in the, in the compartment. And with an extension, you go in front of the rear tire and you, and you bolt it right to the frame of the bike. Mm-hmm. So, and when you put your seat and your saddlebags on, Nobody can come up and take the compartment off the bike because all the mounting mechanisms are internal. Right. So it's a part. It, it, it flows with the bike. I'm sorry. It a flow. It, you know, it gives the curvatures and all that flows just with your bike too. A- absolutely. Now it comes uh, unpainted too, don't it? It does. I uh, I had looked at having it painted and primed. Uh, unfortunately what happens is with, you know, with the older bikes, you know, even with a, even with a two-year-old bike, if it sits out in the sun, you'll get oxidation and paint fade. Mm -hmm. So if, if I paint it and it, your bike has been, has sat out in the sun and there's fade to it, you're, it's, you're not going to like, you're not going to like the color match. Right. Right. And so, and with all the different, color schemes and the specialty paint that Harley has on these bikes, you know, you're better to take it to your local paint shop so they can match it perfectly for you. Mm. Um, I also looked at priming them and, you know, I talked to about a dozen body shops and, you know, each one of them said that I was kind of foolish if I prime them because if I prime them and you take it to a body shop, that's, that's a junk body shop mm-hmm. and they put junk paint on it. They're not when you take it back in six months to a year and say, you know, or even, you know, a couple months and say, this paint's bad. What's going on with this? They're not going to say I did a bad job. They're going to say it was the prime job. Right. Right. So, and so you got to take yourself big, out of the equation. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you buy Harley paint, you have to buy Harley primer or they won't stand behind it. Right. So, you know, you've got to you've got to look at that. If you wanna if you wanna paint the Harley paint schemes, you got to buy Harley primer. If you don't, then you're on your own if the paint fails. Now, is your so product I only ava- figured, is your product only available online? Or are you doing the rally scene? Uh, I did. I did the rally scene. I introduced it in Daytona uh, last year. I was in Daytona, um, and I did pretty well in Daytona. Uh, I am not a vendor by trade, so. It's been a pretty big learning uh, curve for me. Uh, so I came back from Daytona and I hit a lot of the local uh, Getty. I was at Gettysburg and, and some of the Gettysburg Bike Week and some of the different bike weeks that are relatively local to me. Mm-hmm. And then actually, I had a lot of the local Harley Davidson dealerships. Um, you know, was very interested in my product and they wanted me to start coming in and vending at uh, some of their. Uh, events and that's pretty much kept me busy um, all year. So 
Uh, now, are you going to get into the business the, model of uh, distributors? Are you looking for distributors? Uh, once I'm, my big thing right now is I need to get the 2009, the current 20 uh, model up and running. And then I'm also looking at uh, having the Indians and the trikes uh, um, compartments for those. But, uh, yeah, I have no problems with distributorships. Um, if I, you know, you find somebody that's good and you know, a good quality person I can bring on board, uh, whether it's East Coast, Midwest, West Coast. Um, you, I'm only one guy, so I can only I can only be at one spot in so many locations. Right. Well, yeah. At any one time. <laughs> yeah, of course. So. You still there? I'm here. Oh, okay. You were. I was losing air for a second. Uh, well, it sounds like you got a good business plan going on there, and you know, hopefully, it uh, takes off. Because when I looked at the product, I was like, "Man, man, this is craftsmanship right here." I was like, "It's solid. It looks like it has some good flow lines." I had a buddy come over and check it out, and they were like, "Yeah, man, this thing is uh, the real deal. It's just not some plastic uh, compartment." No, absolutely not. Uh, and I, you can, uh, you can vouch. And whether you did it or not, I don't know. But I'm six foot one and two hundred and sixty pounds, and I can jump up and down on it, and the thing won't budge. Mm -hmm. um, I've had over a thousand pounds on it, and um, you know, I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hold together. I won't, I won't guarantee it'll hold together at seventy miles an hour on its side rolling down the road. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's, it's just. I stand behind the product. Right. I'll give a hundred percent money back warranty, or I'll replace it uh, if there's any manufacturer defects. Well, you know that's uh, the difference that. right there with Made in America compared to the Chinese. You're going to stand behind your product. Yep, a hundred percent. Well, you know, another thing I wanted to bring up about the one that you sent me, you know, I was thinking about having a contest for a giveaway, everybody, for this. Uh, uh, compartment that he made and what I was thinking about you know and I'm gonna talk to Dale probably off uh, uh, air on it is uh, hold on a second I got some static here on the radio line but uh, uh, come on fix it up there anyway I was thinking the more people that you refer to his website you know we'll go like a month-long type of deal you have to have them refer to his website with your name on it and you know maybe we'd go from there and make some type of contest up the most uh, referrals win the prize i don't know we'll still think about it yeah i'm uh be more than happy to do that okay do you have something on the forum where they just say hey this guy referred me or this chick referred me I have, you know, I have uh, when they fill out their name and their their email address. There's a there's a uh, uh, a comment section that they can put. Uh, I asked for what year bike they have, but they can put, uh, you know, Jim Jim referred me or Jim Smith referred me from Tulsa, Oklahoma, or something like that. Mm. And then uh, I can keep track of that. Rock on. Well, I think what I'll do is you got to. You know, I'll come up with the whole thing and announce it again, but maybe 20 referrals to the website under your name, and that'd be the starting point to where we can go with the contest. Because, again, you know, this is uh, craftsmanship, and if you got uh, 99 to, I think, what, an 08, uh, you know. 08 for right now. 08 for now, uh, model a bike, this is going to be something that you'll love. 
you know so basically 20 referrals to start you out put you in the contest and we'll get going with that because this ain't a cheap uh deal here this is something that's pretty amazing and i think it's priced right for what it is if it was under harley davidson they probably want 900 dollars for the damn thing uh but it's reasonably priced so i'll come up with an uh a contest type of uh, outline of how to run it and uh give me about a week on that guys and we'll be able to get a contest going but it would be uh you know how many referrals you can get to the website for them because we got to help american you know especially bikers we got to help these american businesses out and you know dale is the one to do it you know and that's just not because he's sponsoring us but i really believe in the product everybody knows that i do not take sponsorships on products unless i believe in them that's why you only see a few sponsors here and there because if i don't believe in them motorcycle madhouse ain't gonna catch the backlash on it so what do you think there dale hey that sounds incredible um you let me know, and we'll we'll make everything happen. Rock and roll, man. I really appreciate it. But give me some final thoughts on uh, what you believe uh, about the Made in the USA term. Do you think it's uh, not known anymore? Well, I think that, uh, you know, I had a brother that worked in a factory that they sent. They could buy their product from China at cheaper than what they could, they could have it made buy it cheaper and have it shipped the United States cheaper than what they could here in America. They can make it here. Uh, do and, you believe uh, the USMCA needs to be passed right away? Uh, you know, you know, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to say, I will tell you this though. We have to look out for America workers mm -hmm. and we have to bring America quality products back to this country manufacturing, uh, which is what we were well known for. And, you know, the fine lines and the details and everything in, in between, you know, I don't want to say lead to the politicians because uh, uh, that's another subject. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, whatever it takes to get to manufacturing and get this country back up and running the way it should be, making the quality products that we can make, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm for 10,000%. Rock and roll, man. Well, guys, that is Dale from... Uh, Let's see your cachet and carry. You, again, you can see them on HarleyLiberty.com through uh, that. You can see them in the links that I put up. Of course, you've been watching the video up in your right-hand corner. If you're listening to us on YouTube, Facebook, and all the other platforms, Motorcycle Madhouse radio listeners, go over there, check out the live video that uh, we're doing about this, and you'll see the product. Best of all, what you need to do is go check them out on his uh, website at www.concealedcompartments.com, and you'll see everything about it, man. You'll see uh, him working on the bike like you've been seeing in this video, and, you know, I'm... Um, He's a great guy. You can reach him, talk to him, ask him questions. Uh, but again, we're going to be having a contest for the one that he sent us to review. And uh, that's going to be based on how many uh, you refer to his website. And we have verification for that. I'm sure he can get me that. So uh, any last thoughts, Dale? No. If anybody has any questions, they can uh, give my cell phone a call which is on the website or on, um, on Facebook or social media, uh, or email me if you have any questions about anything. I'm available 
pretty much anytime most people are up and some that are they aren't so um, you know just just give me a call and I'll answer any and all questions that I can rock and roll man we really appreciate you coming on the madhouse sharing that uh, product with us talk giving some of your thoughts on uh, made in America look forward to uh, working with you it's just a wonderful product man and we're glad that it's made in the usa and we're hoping in you the best and you know i'll get with you about the contest and all that good stuff and to see if we can get you going all right hollywood i appreciate your time thanks a lot rock on man and that was dale over at cache carry man like i said guys give him a check out over on his website i'm telling you i looked at this product and you'll see the video coming out over on youtube this thing was made in the usa i can tell you that just by the way because what i do before i accept sponsors is make sure the product you know i would want the product and boy i was like damn man i wish he made this for a fat boy because this thing is killer i love it you know i got a 357 snub nose that i put in there and i was like damn man i wish i had this on the fat boy i had to just pull when i needed instead of going into my vest what an ideal you know so get over there support them and i'll let you know the details coming up about what the contest is going to be about how you can you know this is only to be good for guys that have a 99 through an 08 you know hopefully you know dale comes out with more designs for getting it up to date with the newer stuff that's what he said he was gonna do so uh be on the lookout man we'll get this contest going give me a about a week or week or two to get all it in plans that way we have a tracking and we'll get a contest going here over on motorcycle madhouse so get over there check it out and i'll talk to you in the next segment everybody if you're looking for up-to-date biker news then insane throttle is the place to be daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene come on over and join the number one internet biker news site at harleyliberty.com hi this is john with exit 27 and you're listening to hollywood on motorcycle madhouse want to hear more of our music head on over to spotify or itunes the number one internet biker radio show is now available on spotify and all major platforms including ir radio itunes stitcher and more don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Let's go. 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 Do you think the Hells Angels having club members in the shows, Sons of Anarchy and the Mayans MC TV shows, bear some responsibility for the backlash that's happened within the club scene? It's a good question. Uh, It's a thought-provoking one, one for debate. I actually did an article about this over on uh, HooliganBiker.com, you know, my new editorial site, where you'll just see my editorials over there. So if you haven't gone see it, go over there and see it, and, uh, you know, I think you'll enjoy it. But getting back to the question, one thing that has always amazed me, especially with new-age bikers, you know, the ones just coming up, you know, the millennial, I call it the Sons of Anarchy generation, and I'll get to that question in a minute, is they idolize the wrong things. Now, I know everybody out there has idols, but when your idol is some fake TV show, and you actually believe that TV show to be real, 
or to have some resemblance to what the club scene is, that's just ignorance. And I think it's the ignorance that's hurting the club scene. Now, let's talk about idols. You know, some people, they they idolize baseball players, football players, sports teams, uh, pretty much, you know, live people, not TV shows. You know, I've, I've always had uh, the question sent to me. This is one I have to get two, three, four times a week. Who do you look up to or, you know, what really made you look up to them? Well, you know, there's a couple people and, you know, I know the guys that are law enforcement orientated uh, might look at me and say, you know, what the hell are you idolizing somebody or looking up to people like that? You know, they're this, they're that. And to me, they ain't that way at all. You know, the first one I have to say is Taco Bowman, man. He's a legend. Uh, you know, where I grew up, uh, he was the man and he was smart. He believed in brotherhood. And, you know, he really took that club to a whole new level. You know, then, you know, I actually interviewed him uh, a couple weeks ago about how the West Side Outlaws got started up. And that was Ace, man. Ace, I have to tell you, smart guy and really cool. Looks out for you. He really looked out for his club. He made it grow. And the, the brother, you know, biking and brotherhood was him. And then there's, of course, I call him Pops. That's not his uh, real name, though. Uh, but I looked at him like that, and he's out of the West Side. Uh, that man is just like on a pedestal to me. You know, I never seen anybody care about uh, his guys as much as I did him. You know, Pops is something else. And you know what? I owe a lot of the way I think as far as biker stuff to him. Because, you know, not only was he a cool guy, but he was, you know, into education and he'll put a boot up your ass if you messed up, too. <laughs> so, and then you got some of the guys out on the north side, all the west side guys uh, I really look up to. Great men, uh, great guys to, uh, to be around. And it, that's why I always loved, you know, then uh, there's J.R. Reed, uh, Sons of Silence. I got to throw J.R. in there. And that's because the way his outlook was on the scene, trying to bring everybody together. Those guys are just, you can't find them hardly anymore. You know, and I really feel sorry for some of the new guys coming up because these type of guys are, you know, gone. They're, you know, there was Vulture. Damn, was that guy a freaking inspiration. Then, of course, you had a guy named... Uh, uh, you know what? I'm not going to keep on going because I can list, 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 and list uh, stuff. But these are the type of men that you would you know, aspire to be in the club life. Those are the men that really showed you what everything was about. That's why I have a hard time sometimes when I got to report the news or do editorials or give an opinion uh, piece segments. Because a lot of this stuff is not the same to uh, the way I'm used to hearing it or seeing it. It's it's total uh, 360. It's foreign to me. And I think that's why I'm so blunt in a lot of the, the opinions that I give about it. It's because it is foreign, man. It's straight up. When 
you look at those kind of guys and the and then you look at some of the stuff going on now it's like oh my god really you know no wonder i ain't you know wanting to wear a patch or any of that anymore because though that generation or the vietnam generation or some of the younger guys you know they're, I don't, hopefully don't kick me in the ass, but, uh, you know, not all of them are in the Vietnam generation, but they showed you everything. And I think that's where my generation screwed up. We didn't show these new guys the right way, the way we learned. We showed them the screwed up ways, man. Clubs ain't supposed to be about money. They really ain't, man. It ain't about going out there slinging ink. Or not slinging ink, but slinging this and slinging that. I was, I was a tattoo artist, so that always comes into my mind. But it ain't. It's not supposed to be that way, man. It's supposed to be about biking, brotherhood, and closeness. You know, sticking together. It was never supposed to be that way. Now, did people do it? Yeah, people did it. But you know, maybe I'm not used to it because when I was in, uh, you weren't allowed to do that stuff. I'm telling you right now. Whatever the feds claim, whatever ATF claims, you were kicked out on the curve if you did anything that would bring anything to the club. That would be personal, and, you know, if you wore your patch doing something, that's the way it was. You know, a lot of people don't understand that because the media don't tell you that. The media is not going to tell you that because their story won't sell. And that's why they do it. That's why they put all this drama out there is to sell stories. But the truth of the matter is, from my perspective, when I was in, that was not allowed whatsoever. Again, you'd get a boot in the ass and get put out on Front Street, man. That's just the way it was. And you know what? You can't blame it because of the reputation that the feds and the cops, they put on you. So why would you even take a chance in doing anything? Yeah, people used to party, do a couple lines, but hey, that's life. That's the way things gone. But you're not out there doing what uh, the Sons of Anarchy TV show and Mayans claim. Now, do I believe, uh, blame the Hells Angels for having some of their members in the show? Now, remind you, and I have to disclose this, I support clubs in the midwest let's just put it that way if you've been on my show you know which ones i'm talking about so what i'm saying here is not biased at all so you got to give me that one do i blame them no i don't and the reason i don't it's because it's a tv show people you're adults you should know better than that to think that's what a club's all about. You cannot sit there and tell me if that's real life stuff that a character like Jax or Tig or any of them, for one, they're serial killers. You know that, right? Just because they're wearing those patches in that show, don't make them a good guy. They're serial killers, okay? Serial killers. They kill multiple people. And do you really think the FBI or ATF wouldn't get on to them right away? Come on, these uh, law enforcements get on people for doing uh, ATM heist right away and they'll get you behind bars. Do you think the ATF, if an agent went missing as portrayed in that show, 
wouldn't have them all under 24-7 surveillance and bust them the first chance they got. You don't think they'd have dogs all over the place? Or you don't think uh, ATF, when they busted out that uh, that Irish Republican Army guy, killed him and killed uh, Stahl, you don't think they would have had these guys wrapped up in a dragnet? And I think that's what's wrong with people is, guys, it's a TV show, man. You got to use your brains. That has nothing to do with the club life. Nothing at all. Does some clubs get out there and do some stupid crap? Yes, they do. I'll be the first one to admit it to you. Do they do some stuff that can be uh, perceived as gang stuff? Yes, they can. You know my favorite saying. If it looks like you're doing gang stuff, then it must be gang stuff. You know, but I do know motorcycle. There are MCs, and then there are idiots that go out there and make their MCs look like gangs. I'm always being honest. But you know, you, another question you always get is, "Hey, man, Sonny Barger, he was in that thing." You know, I can see a point where you got a guy of that status there that people are going to say, "Well, he's in there." You know, it must be true. No, it is not. What them guys are doing, and then happy to that character is they're making money, man. They're making coin. They know it's not real. You know it's not real. No, it's, you know what? Yeah, some people may say, well, that's based on Hell's Angels. No, it ain't. Come on. Again, you really think they would have got away with half the crap they had in that movie? No, they would not, man. Come on. There was guys out of Modesto that just got busted up with uh, Coke and all that stuff. Really? It's Coke. Do you really think they would have got away with uh, killing 9, 10, 15 freaking guys like they did in the show? No. It just shows you how ignorant people are. It really does. That, I think, is what's wrong with society in general is you don't use your brains. You watch too much damn TV and you really start uh, believing in that stuff. You know, God knows that uh, the police and all that have actually brought this type of stuff up in court where they reference Sons of Anarchy when they know damn well that it ain't true. But it has shock value and it's something they can use for jurors to relate to to bust somebody to send them off to the joint. <laughs> really? Come on, man. Uh then another question was about, well, you know, the Hells Angels are doing this America MC thing. Well, you know, the way I look at that is, yeah, it's a reality boring ass show, but guys like me ain't going to watch it and a lot of other guys ain't going to watch it. But you do got a lot of new jacks that watch it. And where I see that coming in to actually benefit the club scene is... You got 81 out there actually showing what kind of pro, what protocol's all about. It's teaching them. You know, I know you got a lot of guys out there that say, oh, you know, protocol, gun to gun, scooshin, da 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 da. Man, get off of that already. Really, get off of it. If you got to go to an argument like that, you don't belong in a patch in the first place. You're going, you know what? Traditions are traditions. 70 freaking years, 50 years, whatever it was. You're not breaking traditions, so don't go off on your tangent. If you feel that way, go out on the streets and then go express your opinion. But I can probably bet you about 10 G's you won't do it. 
And that's because it's a lot easier to talk on a keyboard than it is in person when you're facing down that kind of stuff. So at least be real, man. Be real. And I think that's the problem nowadays. It ain't no show. It's people aren't real anymore. Hell no, they're not real. They go out there, they will complain on the keyboard and try to put their opinions. Yeah, you know what you're doing is you're venting on a damn internet, man. You're venting on a computer. That's ten times different than what you're venting on in real life. So, when it comes down to, again, the show in, you know, 81, I don't believe that, man. And you know what? If that's coming from somebody like me that's a hardcore supporter of other clubs, come on. You tell me that I ain't trying to put it out there middle of the ground, and I ain't trying to give an honest opinion. You can't tell me I'm not. So... Again, the answer to that question, do I believe Hell's Angels are responsible for what's going out on in the club scene because of their participation in the Sons of Anarchy and the Mayans MC? No, they're not. It's freaking shows, and if you guys can't get over a show, then you shouldn't even be riding a bike because I'm worried about your safety from falling off the damn bike, man. <laughs> right, man, damn. I I'm telling you, man, some people are just ignorant these days. <laughs> But, you know, that's my spiel, and, you know, as far as those who you idolize, man, make sure they got values, make sure they got honor, respect, make sure it's somebody that you would actually want to be like. You're not going to be want to be like somebody like Jax Teller because, you know, you're probably not going to make it to the second murder because the first one, you're probably going to, you know, cry, wet your pants and stuff as they haul you out to jail. Because in these times, yeah, you're not getting away with what you think you're going to get away with. Because there is just too much technology out there. So, anyway, don't forget, go ahead and look at all our platforms. Make sure you follow them. Don't forget uh, hooliganbiker.com. Our hooligans over there. And uh, also, you know, really appreciate all the support and everything you give me. Don't uh, forget to be looking out for that video. An episode on the, uh, what is it, the Beast MGs. A lot of information coming forward on that. You know, let me think what you, uh, you know, let me know your thoughts and what you think about uh, that uh, segment that we had on. Because I've been getting a ton of freaking people sending in stuff. And I actually got a hold of this transcript where, yeah, dude's a rat. I'm telling you, uh, he is a rat. Rat 100%, and I cannot believe his own guys are not calling him out. You know, I know that brothers try not to see the bad in people, but damn, man, here's where that common sense comes in. So, <laughs> anyway, I'll see you next segment. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Need your daily dose of biker news? Then what are you waiting for? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene. And wait! There's more. Insane Throttle Biker News is now on Instagram. Come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net. Just type in Insane Throttle Biker News in the search bar. In your face all over the place we're online 24 7 24 7 we're gonna
going to be going through an article that I cannot believe got past the wire service. Anyway, it had to do with one website taking another website's uh, newsfeed from two years ago, and then it ended up regurgitating throughout, and it had to do with a story down in Florida that, quite frankly, even at the time, was BS. But uh, first, I got to address this. I'm laughing over here. I'm dying. I'm dying, I'm telling you. Anyway, you hooligans, I got to tell you this story. I put out a parody, and it had, you know what, it, it had a great purpose behind it because motorcycle profiling is rampant right now. And the reason why I parried this article, it was called, uh, I don't know, government uh, was looking to crack down on all one percenter club stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. I did this whole news feed thing where people had to read through the article. And what it does is say, oh, man, this could happen because you look at Australia and it did happen. So it was saying, without the clubs changing, that this could come even worse. But then, oh my God, then did the keyboard warriors get out there? And you know what? Here is their introduction. The keyboard warriors, this is them. This is them, yes. They're all calling. They're all calling. Loser. Yeah, loser, man. Loser. That's what I'm saying, man. A bunch of losers. One guy actually said, well, nobody has the time to read the article. We just look at the titles. And you're wondering why this country is all messed up. That shows you the mentality of sheep. They read the title and then automatically they're going to base their assumptions on the title of the piece without reading through the whole article. Now, if they did, they would see that it was said, hey, this is a parody, man. This is what could happen. You know, this is just an example. But how freaking potent that article was. I'm talking, this sucker's went everywhere, man. It's been around the world about four or five freaking times and back. And how potent it was to get people's emotions as high as they did just shows you what could happen if you let the government control you. They did it in Oz. I suggest that you guys take a look at Oz, their anti-biking uh, profiling laws, how they won't let motorcycle clubs associate with each other in their vest. This very well could happen because you got a case going on right now in the appeals court with the Mongols where, uh, yeah, they won, but the whole damn club was recoed. And now they're appealing the prosecutors about the patch stuff, the trademark stuff. So if you do not think that this can happen in the United States, you're a fool, you're uneducated, and you're uninformed because it's already started. It also, and I know people don't like the Iron Order. I get it. But it almost happened in Pennsylvania where they tried the end around of the copyright. And they were trying to hold a club financially responsible for something one of their members did. Now, I explained at that time how dangerous that was. You know, if you took Iron Order out of the equation, you put one of the one percenter club organizations in there. 
You see my point here, guys. You know, it's about staying educated. And it's sad because not only was the response to the article heated, you know, the emotions were flying, which was a point of the article to get a point across. But something I didn't expect was just reading the title and forming your opinion on that. Are you crazy? That's how you guys live. That's how you, you know, some of you guys get your news and digest it. It's no wonder these cable news channels are pulling in their sector of people. There ain't no more independence. It's not about education. It ain't about knowing the facts. It's about how it's presented to you. That's a sad you know, moment in our country. And it's a really sad moment when it comes to the biker lifestyle, man. Because, you know, I thought bikers like to get the whole story. That's just like this kinfolk thing. I put out an article on uh, kinfolk. And I, I am going to get into the main story here. But, you know, this couple of house cleaning activities. I put out, because everybody knows, we'll put out bad, we'll put out good. Because without doing that, what kind of uh, service are you providing? You're just freaking, if you're doing nothing but praising clubs, then you know what? You might as well just be a dick licker. What, that's just, just point blank. So anyway, I put a story out on the Kinfo where it was talking about, hey, they had a pretty crappy freaking start, man. I listed in there, hey, their national president was a freaking rat. Uh, They were patching in cops. They were doing this, doing that. But then I got to dig in over the last, you know, I got to talk to some people. And I also talked to other clubs. And they're like, yeah, man, they straightened out, man. The new leadership's killing it. And I think that was important to be put out there that hey this club has been trying to make a turnaround and you know what like them or not when it comes to the kinfolk if you're on the streets anyway you got to give them some credit man they're fighting they did their thing they're staking out their claim just like it should be and this reminds me of clubs maybe i don't know 50 years ago 60 years ago They stuck their claim. They backed their stuff up. And, you know, when somebody does that, you got to give them respect one way or another. Now, I also got pictures of Kinfolk uh, with Iron Order and, hey, look at this, look at this. Again, with the freaking keyboard warriors or supporters, here's what I'm going to say to you. Somebody call security. Yeah, call security and get you the hell out of here, man. You guys do not wear the patch. You guys do not know what's going on within the clubs. You don't know the politics of the clubs, what's going in on inside. So why the hell does your opinion matter? Damn. I'm telling you, it's, it's utterly ridiculous. So, oh, they were taking pictures of this with this club. You know what? Go put on a patch and do something about it. That's what I have to tell you. Okay? You know, ignorant. But, you know, the whole point of this first half was, you know, what the hell are you people doing just reading the title to an article and not reading out the whole thing and then form an opinion? But I guess that is what we live in today. Okay, let's up next one here. And this one, oh my God. 
Our website, I don't know if you guys understand this, pulls from an RSS feed, meaning we got certain keywords from uh, the different news wires and stuff. And when a news wire uh, puts out something that matches that keywords, it pulls into our site on a template that gets published. Well, this Valiant News, okay, put out a story on the wire, and then you see it's dated November 16th of 2019, and was supposedly written by Robert Smith. Well, guess what, guys? After doing the research into this article, after we got some uh, concerns about it, this article was written May 26th of 2017, and it was out of Miami. This guy, Robert, didn't write it, and what he did was, this story is used for, how can I put it, to get hits on. That's what... This is an... It looks like it's a freaking uh, RSS feed site, is what they call it, or an AMP. And what it does is... All he's doing is substituting his name in there. And what he did was to bring this uh, news story into his site, and it recirculated. And it was talking, and personally, even in 2017, this is a bunch of crap, this news article. Uh, it goes on, you know, the Hooman bikers leaving trails of exhaust. You know, right there, it's already telling you they're trying to sell the story. Now, if you go through the rest of this story, and you'll actually uh, see some of it on uh, HarleyLiberty.com. We're trying to get it pulled, actually. Uh, but with RSS feeds, it was a little uh, crappy to try that, so we're just going to put on an addendum to it that this story was a, uh, a fake recirculated story. But it talks about the outlaws and how they've been actively uh, challenging motorcycle clubs throughout the state in uh, South Florida. And that is concerning even in 2017, because, you know what, that's just horse crap. And you know why this article's horse crap? Look at where the cops supposedly listed four clubs. The Outlaws, the Hells Angels, the Pagans, and the Pistons. No one gang is perceived as controlling territory in the region. Really? The Hells Angels are not in Florida. They might have friendly clubs down there, but there ain't no Hells Angels down in Florida the last time I checked. And the Pistons are a support club of the Outlaws. Now, this news article is putting it out there as, well, you know, the Outlaws, Angels, Pagans, and Pistons. No one gang is controlling the territory. Man, eh. get your facts straight if you're going to put this kind of stuff out. On the internet, on your news publications, then they go in and they're really trying to sell it hard. They're known for drug running, gun running. Well, you know what? Every you know what? I can pull a Leo that's doing that every day. So don't even go there. This article is, uh, and then they got the pagans arrival have a chapter in Pasco County while the Los Angeles. Uh, Based the Mongols have been known to operate in Tampa Bay. <sighs> Jesus, for Christ's sakes, get your stuff right. But what's most important about this is when you recycle this kind of crap, 
it really changes a lot of stuff on the ground. It really does because, you know, the guys in the, you know, these clubs are saying, what the hell's going on? You know, is this guy talking or that guy talking? It causes a lot of freaking confusion. And quite frankly, it's BS to say that one club's going around challenging other motorcycle clubs throughout the state and then mentioning the wrong clubs that are in the state. Give me a damn break, man. You know, it's just like freaking these people who just read the headlines and then make your decision on the headlines. How ignorant is that crap? Those same people are going to look at this title and they're going to look at this piece without even looking at the site. They're going to say, oh, this came out November 20, or 16, 2019. If it wasn't for us, because nobody else is covering this. And there's actually been other sites that had this through their RSS feeds that are say that haven't even put out a correction on this deal. Come on, give me a damn break. You can't base your opinions without getting freaking the whole story here. Anybody who's anybody who knows clubs and these guys, like I said, what a piss and you weren't allowed to do any of this kind of crap. I don't know how much more point blank. I can be. The media and the cops are trying to push everybody in one damn deal when it's only a few people doing this crap. Man, there's no organization behind this. Nobody's organizing drug runs or, you know, alliances with cartels like they're trying to push over on you. That's a bunch of crap pot, man. It is. And it's just freaking really disappointing that today's bikers don't know the difference. Either that or they're just ignorant and I don't know how the hell you're riding a damn bike. Because you're going to get yourself killed because you're too ignorant. You got no common sense. You're morons to believe something like this. Yeah, you got a lot of people out there that say, hey, you know, you know, I seen this, I seen that. You know, again, give me a break. Enough's enough with the propaganda. And one of these days, one of these days, these people will shut up. Yeah, shut up. Because they need to, because they don't know what the hell uh, they're talking about. And they're causing a lot of issues where issues don't need to be, uh, hit. Now, Insane Throttles reached out to this other publication, not this one over here, because it's nothing but fake. Uh, if anybody looked around, you'll see this uh, November 16, 2019. Go to another story. It's 2019, uh, November 19th. Then another one. You just go through the whole site. You just see it's all BS. I'm telling you what. No site can keep up this much. Then you go to the uh, About Us and then you'll see the advertising. Then you got ads. And there's no single ad on this thing. So it's a box site, man. They're out there just doing some BS crap. Trying to, you know, they don't even have advertising on their thing. They don't got no Google ads. They don't got none of that crap uh, going on. So, yeah, I really don't know what they're up to. But this is the kind of stuff that you've got to watch out for when you're getting news. Don't be ignorant. Don't be fools like these other, you know, people that I seen on uh, 
Insane Throttles Facebook uh, crying, well, only people read the title. We don't got time to read the whole article and get informed because we're a bunch of dummies. Idiots, man. You failed, you big dummy. Did, man, you failed. But anyway. <laughs> oh my god. That is our report for this segment today. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section. Don't forget to subscribe and like our platforms. And uh, if you got any suggestions, bitches or beefs, let us know at info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. Don't forget to go over to hooliganbiker.com. Get my editorials over there. And that's another thing. My editorials are over on that site. You'll rarely see them on Insane Throttle. If you do, it's something major and all that good stuff. With that, I'll talk to you guys later. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle crack wide open.